So how the fuck we do this shit again? <laughs> countdown, I, I don't know. Countdown or something? Ah, fuck the countdown. Let's just start. Fuck it. Uh, welcome, everyone, to a, another episode of the Smart Nerd Podcast. I almost said Husky by Boo because that's what I do, but uh, this one is special because this is wrestling related. So it's independent from my normal shit just to not alienate the people, the two of you that listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, I realize that those are not wrestling fans, but this is for the diehards. This is for the Marks, the Smart Marks, the IWC, everyone that identifies themselves as a wrestling fan. Because this week we are going to get jizzed all over our face, neck and chest with wrestling because this is WrestleMania week. So, uh, WWE holds the court this week, whether you like it or not, whether you agree with their booking decisions or not, this is what we got. You take it up the ass and like it and you say, th and you say, thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do because we have no choice. Uh, I mean, it's not like AEW is going to compete with them this week. Everybody is like pretty much letting them do their thing. And, well, uh, let's just enjoy what we get in the process. Let's talk about the good first, because the good is that we're going to have a two-night event of NXT TakeOver. Now, TakeOvers, generally speaking, have always been above whatever WWE produces on their main stage. Whether it be a pay-per-view or a SmackDown or a Raw, the NXT TakeOvers always deliver. Like... I, I can't recall a, a, a takeover that did not deliver. Have you? No, I actually haven't. They always over-deliver. They actually feel like they are the main roster every time there's a takeover. Oh, by the way, this is Harold. <laughs> Long time no see, guys. This is Harold. Oh, no, here. Uh, and this is Ariel. And also, just a, a little self-promoting here. I have a website now. The podcast has a website, the Husky by Boo Pod, uh, Husky by Boo So uh, we're legit now. We're actually real. We have a, a electronic proof that we're legit now. So uh, if you want to catch this podcast that you're listening to right now or any other the ones that I do, all of that shit is there. The link will be in the description or somehow you'll see it some way, somehow. But anyway, that's been the stupid introduction. Let's just go right into the and dive in headfirst. Now I don't stupid know. Stupid introduction. Yeah, the stupid ass introduction. So who the fuck needs them? Anyway, <laughs> uh, we have a, a, an NXT Takeover stand and deliver pay per view. But instead of being your traditional one night pay per view, they're gonna do it in two, and uh, they're gonna split it. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Between. The USA Network and the WWE Network, or and the people who are condemned to live in the states, uh, the pe in the Peacock Network, right? That's correct. Okay, so I, I would imagine that the first takeover is going to be on the USA Network, right? Yes. Okay, so that's the Wednesday one on, on April seventh, and, and I guess since it's a special quasi pay per view, it's not a pay per view because it's going to be on a network television and cable network television. But still, it's being billed as a pay-per-view, right? It is. Okay. So, be that as it may, uh, let's just uh, pow through uh, the whole thing. 
let's not go into any particular order. I'm going to read it just as I see it here. It's, I don't think it's going to be exactly that way. I don't know why the, the site that I picked this up always puts the main event first. <laughs> I don't know why it does that. But since I don't have time to correct this shit, I'm just going to read it as I see it. Okay, so uh, I see NXT Women's Championship, Io Shirai, the champion, versus Raquel Gonzalez. Who is your pick? My pick for this one is Raquel Gonzalez. Io Shirai has had an amazing time being the NXT Women's Champion. She has done a great job as champion, but Raquel Gonzalez is going up real, real fast. She's steaming hot right now on the women's division, and I do believe that she could actually be in place for a championship run now. Yes, uh, I agree with you 100%. I think it's Raquel's time. She's been booked like a monster. She took out Rhea, uh, Rhea Ripley. She's taken out anybody that's come across her path. So Io Shirai, it seems like Slim Pickens. Kudos on Shirai because she's been the champion since she beat Charlotte and Rhea in that triple th threat a year ago, right? Yes. She's been the champion since then. So kudos for her for holding on to that belt that long. I don't recall a a, 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 a a women's championship ring that long. I I think they have been. I mean, Asuka, I think, had a longer run with the NXT championship than her, than she did, I think. But be that as it may, she had a, 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 she's had a very long run with the title. She's done good with it in a, a women's division that, to me, is better than the one in the main roster because the women in NXT are just fucking athletes and not just eye candy. So, uh, and as not to t knock off the women on their main roster, there are very good wrestlers in the main roster, but you know, unfortunately they stumble into that shit called booking by Vince McMahon. So, <laughs> you know, you got to do what you got to do there. But anyway, Raquel going over, that's my estimate as well. So, uh, let's go to the next match that I see here, which is the NXT UK championship Machetazo City. A.K.A. Walter, the NXT UK champion, versus Tommaso Ciampa. I think we all both know who's going to go over, but I'll let you talk. Um, there's This is a no-brainer, actually. I don't think... I don't see Tommaso Ciampa winning this one. Not in any, actually, way. And Walter is also becoming a monster in NXT. Not, not only in the UK, because he was a monster in the UK already, but... In the States, he is also being noticed as a monster of a talent and a great, uh, well, I just, just, just as you said, Machetazo City. So the guy, the guy has to stay, I mean, the guy has been champion for what, more than 600 days. Is he close to the 700 already? I think so. He, I, he has over two years being champion for, that's legit, over two years as champion. So I do I don't I don't see Tommaso Ciampa winning. He's gonna be a really, really hard hitting match. Of course. Yes. This one is gonna kill everything. But Walter is gonna win. Yeah, that's exactly my in my assessment. Some Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano for me right now are filling in, in NXT that Randy Orton role. Meaning that they're not necessarily the gatekeepers, but they're there to make people look good, you know? They still win. They still get belts here and there, but basically they're there to make people look good, to make to get people over. 
So Tommaso right now, although he's a baby face right in this scenario, he's going to get his ass whooped. And he's going to get chopped liver on his fucking chest by Walter. And that's the name of the game. And Walter's going to go over because reasons. That's everything that we already explained. And we why defy logic? And Vince McMahon is not booking this. So Walter goes over. So and then me and I need to say more. That's it. Walter goes over. So uh, we got the NXT Tag Team Championships that are vacant. So we're going to have MSK versus Grizzled Young Veterans versus El Legado del Fantasma. Who you got on this one? I got the Grizzled Young Veterans in this one. MSK is too green to go for gold. As good as they are doing and good as they have been booked, I feel they're too young for this. They're being in this, you know, for too short. Um, Legado del Fantasma, I feel the same way compared to the Grizzle John Barons. I do believe they are the ones, the next in line to be tag team champions. Hmm. I really don't have a pick on this one because I've been, if I've said that I've watched a full episode of NXT in the recent, like, four to five months, I'd be bullshitting you big time because um, guess what happens on Wednesday nights? AEW Dynamite. And guess who watches AEW Dynamite? This fat fuck. (laughs) (laughs) This fat fuck right here. This one watches AEW Dynamite. Once Dynamite's over, guess what this fat fuck does? He goes and watches NXT (laughs) because it's still running. (laughs) So I get to see the end. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> no disrespect to the NXT. It's a good show. And thank God that they found the reason, that they found logic, and decided to move to Tuesday. So now I can watch both shows and not miss a thing. So thank God that now the two best wrestling-based shows under God's green earth, NXT and AEW Dynamite, are now not going to be competing with each other. And I'll be able to watch both shows with no guilt. So Hallelujah. You. Yes. The gods of wrestling have spoken and they have heard our prayers and our and our clamor and have decided to listen to us. And Vince McMahon decided to take that big L and that AEW boot mark up his ass and lick his wounds and seek money elsewhere. But uh let's just go grizzled young veterans just for shits and giggles, but I don't fucking know any of these motherfuckers. So <laughs> So good luck. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, next, uh, for night one, we got the gauntlet match for the North American title shot for night two. The participants are Leon Ruff, former U- a North American champion, Isaiah Swerve, Scott, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, and Dexter Loomis, and L.A. Knight. Who you got on that one? Dexter Loomis. Dexter? Yes, I got Dexter on this one. Why? It is pretty simple. The guy has looked like an aggressive fuck since the last year or so. And at the end of the day, there are like four other of these competitors that are already on rivalries. Mm -hmm. And I do believe they're going to keep going with it after this event is on. And as funny over as Cameron Grimes is, I don't see him as winning this match and going for the championship with uh, Johnny Gargano. Mm -hmm. That might be a surprise. It might happen, but I'm going with Dexter Loomis in this one. Yeah, 
I mean, Loomis is a baby face right now, right? Or a tweener. Basically a tweener. Yeah, but tweener leaning towards baby face. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to go LA Knight, but LA Knight is too much of a fucking heel. And heel versus heel in this type of scenario doesn't work. So, uh, I mean, LA Knight has, the, has all the checklists to make it. I just think that not his time yet. So I'm going to pick Dexter Loomis as well, just because it's the, it's the pick that makes more sense. You know, it's the one Correct. that makes more sense. It's more logical because Leon Ruff, been there, done that. Uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott, don't know who the fuck he is. Bronson Reed, the big fat fuck who's been uh, feuding with LA Knight. I guess they're going to cost each other the title shot. That's my I guess. Cameron Grimes. Uh, good candidate, but not quite there yet. That gimmick, it still hasn't grown on to me. You know, that, that GameStop stock <laughs> shit, whatever. Uh, but yeah, okay. Uh, that's the end of night one. Let's go to night two, which would be on the network, whatever, Peacock or uh, WWE Network for us not living in the States. Uh, again, the order... I apologize, but I'll read it as I see it. Uh, NXT Championship, Finn Balor versus Karrion Cam- uh, Cross. Uh, I'm going to go first right away and just going to say one thing. Karrion Cross, you can do whatever you pick now. <laughs> uh, to be honest, for me, this is not as easy as it is. This one is a bit hard, but I have to go with Karrion Cross as well. Um, for maybe reasons, let's be honest, Karrion Cross actually had to leave the NXT championship because of the curse that championship sometimes has. No, that and it had at the moment. They had it on the moment because everyone that touched that belt got injured. Yes. Everyone, including and the current champion. Which yes. did a freakish John Cena recovery that I, I have never met a man who broke his fucking jaw coming back and wrestle like months later. Like a couple, not, not even a couple of months, like maybe a month and a half. Yeah, this guy, this guy has to have some uh, genetic uh, anomalies or something like that. He must be Wolverine. Yes, but Wolverine rules or something. Yeah. So I got. I have to go with Karrion Cross in this one. I feel he had a really short time with the championship, and I do believe he's gonna. He, he's deserving of having a good run, and he will not. He will not disappoint. Yeah, uh, but uh, again, Karrion Cross. It's the momentum is behind him. Finn Balor been there, done that. That L will not hinder him at all. And he'll still be around. Uh, I don't know if he'll go back to Maine. I doubt it because they wouldn't have. They'll just send him a catering, and they wouldn't do nothing with him. And I guess they they can just prolong this uh, having the feud with Karrion Cross until they find someone else for him to destroy. But I think it's Karrion Cross's time. They've been booking him like an animal, so it's the choice that makes the most sense. That's what we're heading. That's what we're doing, basically. The choice that makes more sense. Yes. Okay. Uh, next match, it's an unsanctioned match. Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. Who do you have? I'm still laughing at this, uh, at these uh, terms WWE is coming with now. With they they banning the DQ word from their dictionary and 
have a no, 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 sanctioned match. This is a no DQ match. Come on. Uh, it's just a regular no DQ match. So I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Whatever. But let's go to the point in case. Um, I'm going to go with Kyle O'Reilly in this one. Um, and it's just pretty much kind of the same case with Finn and Carrion. A loss to Adam Cole is not going to kill him. And I do believe Kelly O'Reilly deserves a chance to to rise up. Yeah, I mean, I could see Kyle going over, but um, for some reason, I'm leaning toward Adam Cole because it, everything you said makes absolute a thousand percent chance uh, 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 sense, makes a hundred percent sense. But for some reason, there's something inside of me saying that is Adam Cole's going to go over. I don't know what is. I think he has something up, up his sleeve. I don't know if they're just going to bring back uh, this dude that they had. Uh, he had the feud with, uh, you know, uh, what was his name? Pat McAfee. Uh, uh, Pat McAfee. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if, if that's going to play out in some way or I don't know. It's Something's going to happen that it's going to make uh, Adam Cole win in my book. It's not because I don't think that Kyle O'Reilly goes up. In any other situation, if it wasn't the quote-unquote unsanctioned, a.k.a. how it should really be called, the DQ match, uh, it's not because of that. Kyle O'Reilly, I think, would beat him in any type of match, even including a DQ match. But I don't know. Something about this type of match and something about this, how the whole thing has been set up seems dirty. Plus, in in a way, it can prolong the story if Adam Cole wins. It can continue the story because Kyle needs to get his revenge on Cole. So even if, let's say he, he kills uh, Adam Cole in the match and something happens that which uh, allows uh, Adam Cole to retain or win, uh, that means that the feud continues. So uh, in that sense, that's what I'm saying, Adam Cole. Is he, in other words, he will win uh, by, via shenanigans. Some sort of shenanigans. That's what I'm saying. That's that's definitely a possibility. Yeah. Uh, let's go with the NXT North American Championship, which would be, and since we uh, basically picked Loomis as the cha- as the winner and the battle and in the gauntlet match, right? Yes. So basically, since we picked Loomis, by the way, didn't they tease a ladder match between the, the NXT Cruiserweight Championship? I don't recall that because uh, because Shawn Michaels showed up with the ladder and showed it to uh, former Fantasma and the other dude that that, that had to vanquish the title, although he never lost it. And now we have the two title thingy going on. Uh, But I don't see any notes here on that end. That's why I'm asking, because it could have been a good addition to the pay-per-view. It could, it, it could actually, and I'm actually looking here and while we speak on mm-hmm. the website, this dailyddt.com, mm-hmm. and that match appears uh, listed. Okay. Uh, Jordan Devlin versus there Santos Escobar, ladder match for the cruiserweight title. It's it on night one or night two? Night two. Okay, so good thing I mentioned it because. Uh, Pretty much okay. So, who do you think retains, uh, uh, Escobar or the other dude? Uh, just say you, you just say who you do think retains. <laughs> okay, <fine. laughs> because both of them are champs. 
<laughs> technically, both of them are champs. So technically, whoever wins retains. <laughs> the undisputed cruiserweight exactly. champion. Who the becomes... undisputed champion. Where have I heard of that before? Uh, <laughs> who becomes undisputed cruiserweight champion? Um, I believe. I don't know if I'm going against the current here, but I'm going to with Jordan Devlin. Mm-hmm. Why? Santos Escobar had a really great run with the cruiserweight title, but I do believe uh, it is time to have uh, another champion. Solo, of course, not, you know, sharing somebody else as they're doing right now. And that's pretty much why. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not, not much to add on this one. Yeah, I'm kind of going with the same pick. I'm kind of leaning towards Jordan Devlin as well. Uh, for the same reasons. That's it. Uh, Santos Escobar has been with that belt for a while now. And there hasn't been really, really real competition in that end. He's been basically just using that belt for ransom, basically. So, uh, yeah, finally get someone else to be the actual champion on that end and have one championship. And, and, and please, if you're going to unify belts, don't, do, don't go the New Japan route and make the, the, the shoulder pads of the Green Ranger as a belt. Please. Fuck. The knockoff Divas title? Yes. Jesus Christ. No, the the love child between Cody's logo and the Divas chi- uh, title. Yeah. Fuck. Maldita faja ma fea esa, Dios. Anyway, uh, we, we, were, we were saying Johnny Gargano versus Dexter Loomis for the championship. Do you see Dexter getting that championship for the North American championship? Oh, yes, I do, sir. I do. Why? That's the perfect opportunity for Dexter Loomis to go over as a dominant uh, superstar in the NXT men's division. And he can keep climbing up after that. And maybe they can put him in the future uh, to contend for the NXT championship itself. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, we got to give the dude something to do. We got to give him something. And, And not just creepy guy... Low facial expressions, dude. You know, <laughs> give him something. He's over. He's a fucking over, and just by doing the bare minimum, you know, he's over by doing the bare minimum. And if you're gonna use him, you're really gonna use him. Use him. And like I said, the same comment that I made about Tommaso earlier, the same goes with Johnny. I already said it. Both of them are the Randy Orton role in NXT. They're there. To although they are good wrestlers and they look good and they have their moments, they're there to put other people over. So let this be the time where he has to put someone over. In this case, we're predicting that it's going to be Loomis. Uh, let's go right away into Mania. Uh, a couple of matches that were announced that we're not going to go for the surprisingly are not going to be in the main card. Or not even in the pre-show, I think. For example... No, they're going to be on SmackDown, actually. Exactly. Uh, the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, I did not know that they were still champions. <laughs> That's what, how much... Wait, wait, wait. They are? Yes. Uh, uh, oh, God. 
okay, versus Street Profits, which I could have sworn they were the champions, but it is what it is. Uh, uh, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal is now moved to SmackDown as well, I guess, since they've decided to venture all their creative juices to WrestleMania. They decided to fuck it. Let's make SmackDown the pre-show. <laughs> they also actually the reason why they're doing this is they don't want the shows to go over three and a half hours. Okay. Uh, for reasons, and they also cutting off the pre-shows from two hours to one hour too. Okay, so they they're just trying to get the more bang for the buck and not bore people to death with their uh, shows because you know mania especially has the tendency of being a long ass fucking show yeah and i think the good lord that they decided to do two nights unfortunately i think this is the last time they're gonna do two nights because you know although they are going to have people in attendance i don't think it's going to be full capacity though right no it's not going to be full capacity they're going to have like around twenty-two thousand fans or something like that which is good. I mean, they haven't had uh, fans in, in an arena for over a year now. It's going to be nice to watch something that hasn't had fucking streams in the back. So it's going to be nice <laughs> to actually have actual audio of fans in the, in, in the back. That's going to be awesome. That's going to be great. Uh, so, uh, yeah, good on WWE for that. And I think that they decided... Or making the decisions that probably by late uh, July or uh, or August they're thinking about going the road again, depending on how things are. Going to uh, to the road uh, on TV shows, right? Yeah. I don't know about uh, live shows, but uh, at least to do the TV tapings. Well, nothing has been mentioned about house shows yet. After the last statement, the house shows were done for. Yeah. And they didn't then didn't specify if they were coming back or not. Yeah. Well, uh, let's go into uh, night one of the uh, 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 WrestleMania card for Saturday, April tenth. Uh, again, these are not in the order as the, they're going to appear. I have them in this particular order. If you're pissed at me because I picked this order, it wasn't me. This is where the source of where I got it from. And uh, let's just go with it. WWE Championship. Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. Who is your pick? <sighs> this is a sad one. Yeah. This is a really sad one, man. Because what I want and what is going to happen are really two different things. And I do believe that it's not only what I want, it's what the people really want. Because at the end of the day, Lashley has been champion for what, a month? Barely. Barely a month. And everything points to Drew McIntyre winning. Yep. Although it's not the most popular decision. And but with everything they have done, including breaking up the hurt business, although I hate the name, the group was great, and everything they were doing, it was they, they were over. So that was one of the most stupid decisions they have made. Everything points to Drew winning, unfortunately. Yep, uh, everything you said, I have to regurgitate because it's the truth. Uh, I was 
Before events that have transpired in the last two weeks, I was very big on Lashley retaining. Then you watch, well, I, have, I don't watch Raw, but I at least see the, you know, the, what, the recaps on social media and whatnot. Then you see the recaps and you see the booking of Bobby Lashley. And now the disbandment of the Hurt Business. And this just spells trouble for Bobby Lashley in terms of booking because they, they booked him as a, a chicken shit uh, heel. And uh, the way he won the championship was not a chicken shit heel. Yes, he won it against a guy that is, yeah, you know, the Miz, and no shit, not shitting on the Miz, but fuck, he won it fair and square. He won it clean. He won it clean, clean as a whistle, and he won it fair, and he won it well, and everybody in their mind, right mind was behind this. Everybody. Whether you like or hate the Hurt Business, liked Bobby Lashley as the champion. And I understand why Vince feels that Drew has to go over. I understand why. I don't think it's a race issue. Uh, Just to be clear. No, I don't think it's that. It's just that he sees his guy as his number two. Because Roman is number one. He sees Drew as his number two. And he needs his number two to take... The high row, a high spot on the number two program because unfortunately Raw is the number two program, whether you Vince would like to admit it or not. But it just breaks my heart that Bobby Lashley, after all the years of getting, get trying to get that belt, finally gets it and it's just gonna have to give it back, and being booked like a fucking piece of shit, and I I don't like it. I don't like it. None of us do. Uh, there's rumors that him, uh, Lashley and MVP went to Vince and asked them to not break the Hurt Business. And Vince was, fuck you, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. Because but my name is Vince McMahon and suck my dick. So, <laughs> uh, it is what it is. That's what it is. Unfortunately, Drew McIntyre goes over. Nothing against Drew. He's a, He was a great champion. And he has been a great champion. He's a hell of a wrestler, and his comeback has been awesome since coming back to WWE. But unfortunately, we were kind of riding that Lashley wave, and it was just sucked out of us, out of the blue. So uh, here's hoping that they don't fuck up Lashley more in the future, that he does get another shot at it cleanly, and he does get to shine as a champion and not do the, the Sheamus route. Uh, becoming a champion and Jamie was a champion you know that kind of question (laughs) like oh he was a champion oh I didn't know that anyway uh, Smackdown Women's Championship Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair who do you got I got Bianca on this one same here I got Bianca because Bianca since she arrived she has showed that she has the capability of being a champion in the future of course when she started and her ability, her in-ring ability is undeniable. She works really hard. And her performance at the Royal Rumble was exceptional. She deserves to be the SmackDown Women's Champion after the match is over at WrestleMania night one. Mm-hmm. I don't have much to add. Uh, you already hit everything in the mark. Bianca Belair goes over. I'm not going to add any more to that. Is because it's just her time. 
Uh, we got now the celebrity match, uh, ba uh, Bad Bunny versus The Miz. Who do you got there? <laughs> <laughs> the celebrity match that has pissed off so many people, and I'm just sitting here like, don't they remember that Mr. T, somebody who is not a wrestler, actually main evented WrestleMania the first time? Well, whatever. Uh, Bad Bunny is going over just because of the fact that Bad Bunny has been making mad money for the WWE as a merchandise seller. Yep. And the guy has also good praise from the wrestlers back uh, backstage. They they have talked and they have said that Bad Bunny is a hardworking talent and he got into the ring so humble and understanding everything they told him he did and well that's something really that talks that says a lot from an artist of the caliber of Bad Bunny because the guy has the guy has millions and millions of fans and millions and millions of reproductions on on Spotify and digital platforms and he went so humble to the wrestling business knowing that's not his business he has to respect everyone there so i don't know bad bunny is winning this one okay uh, i pick also bad bunny but for two uh, for two things that i'm going to mention damian priest anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's pretty much it Everything you said and Damien Priest. <laughs> Let's go to next, the next uh, uh, match in the card. Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. I. This is a hard one, too. I believe Cesaro deserves to win. They have to do something with Cesaro before it's too late. But for some reason, something tells me he is not winning. I think the contrary. I think he is going to win. And the reason why? Well, Kevin Owens won last year. And, wow, that did wonders for his career, didn't it? <laughs> hey, I mean, Kevin look, Owens had a Look where he year. is now. <laughs> but where, look where he is now. But he had, a, he had a heck of a run trying to get the Universal Championship. The matches he had oh, yes. from a ring. I, I'm great. not shitting on those matches at all. I'm just saying is that, you know, for the uh, backup that he, I mean, last year was a mixture because last year fucked up a lot of things. Because if you recall, uh, Mania was pretty much uh, when the whole pandemic started. Yes. And uh, a lot of shit went down. For example, the original plan was Ro uh, Roman versus Goldberg. Go uh, Roman had to bow down and then uh, uh, Braun was brought in. To substitute Roman and, and Braun got his championship there, uh, and and so on and so forth. So and in the case of uh, Kevin Owens, uh, he won versus uh, Seth, and maybe could have developed something different from there. But you know what happened? That uh, KO decided to go back home because he was afraid of the whole COVID situation and. A lot of people did. A lot of wrestlers, including Roman, uh, decided to go home and not uh, participate and partake in, in WWE. And 
well, if you want to say that that hurt his chances or not, that's you know debatable, and you can and there's a good argument that you can say it did or it didn't. You don't know. We don't know. But in this particular case, I do think that Cesaro is the only one to benefit uh, from a win here. It, 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 losing to Seth Rollins, although there's no disgrace on that, wouldn't do him any favors in terms of growing. He's the one right now that needs to grow. I understand that Seth, they're doing nothing with him right now. He's basically just an obnoxious heel. Uh, like a very bad imitation of uh, Chris Jericho, a heel back in WWE. But uh, Cesaro is the one that only benefits out of this. Not uh, Rollins losing or winning, it doesn't do dick to him. You know, it doesn't mean dick to him because he beats Cesaro. Whoop de doo. You know, <laughs> whoop de doo. Wow, he beats Cesaro. But if Cesaro beats Seth Rollins, that's hey, this guy got got potential. And hopefully he will not get hurt and nothing will happen and he can continue to be used on TV and have his character grow and finally have something of measure to give this man that well deserves it. Way, it is way past due to earning a very decent spot in, in, in the card. So uh, that's my pick and that's what I think. Uh, let's go with the Raw Tag Team Championship, The New Day versus AJ Styles and Omos or Amos or whatever the hell they call him because they keep changing his name every week. So I don't know how to call him. So if I'm saying it wrong, tell that to the announce team that says it wrong every fucking week. Hell, on the same broadcast, they have it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who do you pick? Uh. I am going to be honest. I you don't give a fuck. I just learned this match was taking place. <laughs> that, that, that's another version of saying you don't give a fuck. But okay, I'll take it. No. What? The tag team vision. The new day should retain. Okay. For the good for the good sake of whatever's left of it. You mean they have a tag team division? You mean that those are not ornaments? I didn't want to call them that, but hey. I thought I thought they were TikToks. <laughs> well, I didn't want it to go that far. I, I but thought they were chocolate that, pennies. I thought they were chocolate pennies wrapped around in, be- in, in, in red and blue belts. Well... If you put that under consideration, then let, have, let AJ Styles and Amos win. Look, uh, to say, look, at this point, the 24 7 title has more prestige than the tag titles. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. I'm fucking sorry. But that, that, but that is the goddamn fucking truth. That is the fucking truth. The 24 7 title has more prestige than the fucking tag titles. Who gives a shit who wins them? A fucking kid. A fucking five-year-old kid won it with Braun Strowman a couple of years ago. Or what was he? Eight? Nine? Who gives a shit? A fucking Ten. kid won it. A fucking kid won it. A fucking kid. That's how fucking meaningful those fucking belts are. A fucking kid won it in the night. So who gives a shit who fucking wins? That's that, that's my prediction. Who gives a fuck who fucking wins? That is, <laughs> if there was ever a bathroom break match, it's this. And I apologize to the participants, because they're very worthy opponents. Almost, I I don't know you, but AJ Styles, holy shit, 
His credentials are beyond uh, beyond mentioning. And New Day, best tag team in WWE history. Unfortunately, look at the fucking era that they had to do this fucking thing. <laughs> so, yeah. who gives a fuck? Let's continue. <laughs> That's the prediction. <laughs> who gives a shit? That's your bathroom break. That You can go to the bathroom, take a piss. You can take a shit. You can take a 15-minute shit. Okay? And you'll save some fucking time. And you will thank the Lord and you will thank me for listening to me in that moment. You At that moment, when that match starts, hit the fucking bathroom. That's your cue. Go to the fucking bathroom. Who gives a shit? Take a yeah. bath even. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. Take a fucking bath. Who gives a shit? Anyway. <laughs> here's, a more, on. here's a more important match. And, and I say this with all the fucking sarcasm in the universe. Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman in a steel cage match. No brainer. Braun is going over. Uh, Shane has become the new age Vince McMahon. For when it goes to pretty much WrestleMania. Vince McMahon is what? Zero and four? Yeah. At Mania? It, it, Shane is pretty much taking the same route right now. He has had his victories, but. He's pretty much losing every time. Yeah. So. And this is more a, a give something to do to Braun because we have no opponents to him. So we gave him Shane. Yeah, indeed. Word. Okay. So that's pretty much night one. Uh, let's go to night two. I'm actually surprised we're going through this uh, as quickly as we are. Because this is a fucking long shit. Yeah. <laughs> But, hey, we still got night two. Uh, so, uh, Universal Championship, again, the order. I am sorry. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan. Before we go to the, uh, 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 the actual uh, prediction, I just want to say one thing. I don't agree that they add, adding Daniel Bryan into this because the most more compelling story was Edge versus Roman. But uh, booking uh, booking wise, I understand why they added Daniel Bryan there. It's just to eat the L, so that if in the in the hypothetical case that Edge goes over, Daniel Bryan can eat the L, not Roman, and still have Roman look good. That's the hypothetical, and I and that's the hypothetical reason that I find why they added Daniel Bryan. But storyline wise, in terms of what has happened to Edge, because let's be honest and sincere about this. I don't think Edge has many mileage left in his body. He just checked. He, he won the lottery this time in terms of coming back. So his body is not, although is he is healed, he's damn near 50. So you're pushing the limits of what your body can take. So these are not the times to find out whether you can hang with everybody. So you have to pick your matches and be very smart about it. In terms of who you're going to have a match with. Uh, I would have loved to see a, a, a solo match between him and Roman. Or a solo match between him and Daniel Bryan. But all three mixed together. It doesn't make that much sense to me. But it is what it is. I don't own WWE. Fuck my opinions. <laughs> so, uh, be that as it may. Who do you got on this one? I got Edge. Okay. I got Edge. And Daniel is going to eat the L. For the reasons I just mentioned. Exactly. And there is a lot of controversy with this one too. People do people believe Edge should not even be in this match because they believe he shouldn't have won the Royal Rumble. Fuck them. 
Uh, Edge. Fuck them hard. Fuck themselves hard. Yeah, real hard. He came back after nine years of forced retirement against his own will. And he has done a marvelous work. Considering somebody who came back from a career-threatening neck injury. Yes. Not, not, not only career-threatening, life-threatening. Yes. His life was at stake when he, when he had to leave. They told him, if you keep doing this, you're going to have to be in a, in, a, in a wheelchair. Yes. Or even worse. Or, or, or not have any movement whatsoever behind, below the neck. Correct. So he had to retire as world heavyweight champion. He had to relinquish the title to the most decorated superstar of all time. And who's vacant. And yes, he deserves to win the title even if he drops it the next day. I don't care. He has to win. Yes. Because even that was if the he story. drops it to Daniel Bryan uh, on SmackDown the next week. Yes, because that was the fucking story. That was the fucking point of the story of him winning. That was the fucking point. It was him coming back from adversity. Don't get me wrong. I'm thrilled that the Rated R Superstar is back. I'm, I, I like that. I love that side of Edge. Don't get me wrong. I don't give a shit if he's a heel or babyface. I don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm glad that that side of Edge is back. Good. Even better. That puts the stakes even better. It's just that I don't like... The fact that they couldn't have Roman eat the fucking L. What's the big fucking deal with him eating the L? What is it? I don't. I personally don't think that eating the L would affect Roman Reigns at Not this point in, in his career. Not in the least. The dude is over as fuck. He's over as fuck. He's the most over. This is going to be the only time in his fucking career he's going to be cheered off the fucking building. The, yes. fucking, the fucking roof is going to blow. It doesn't have a roof. I don't give a shit. It's going to blow anyway. It's going to fucking blow. Because he's fucking, he's going to be cheered like a motherfucker in this fucking match. Because this is the Roman we've been waiting for. This is the Roman we've been asking for for years. And he's finally we finally have it. And they can't give us a fucking him eating an L because of reasons. Fuck. I suffered Mick Foley eating L's. On the daily, on the on every fucking night, and did that diminish his career? Fucking no. He's Mick Hell Foley. No. He's Mick fucking Foley. He, the dude that survived a fall from the fucking hell in the cell. He's over as fuck. He will always be over as fuck. It doesn't matter what the fuck you do to him to bury him. He will always be over. The same thing goes now with Roman. He is over as fuck. He can take the L, but no. Let's have Daniel Bryan to eat the L. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't get this fucking stupid uh, baby shit uh, 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 booking ideas. But okay, yes, Edge goes over, but not the way we wanted him to go over. But it, it's going to happen anyway, so fuck. Uh, Raw's Women's Championship match. Now, this one I do have some stakes interested in because this intrigued me. And I called it ever since I knew that Rhea Ripley was going to go out on Raw. I called it in, the, in our group chat. I called it, and fuck it, here it is. Oscar versus Rhea Ripley. Who do you got? I actually have some problems with this one because as of a couple of weeks ago and back, Oscar was just this goofy character. Yeah. 
that was just like doing nothing with the championship. But after she had the injury where she had a tooth knockoff. Yeah. After she returned, she returned as the NXT's Oscar. The one that actually delivered the, ass kickings of a lifetime. The Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka. Exactly. The one that should have actually ruled with an iron fist in the women's division on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Instead on of... the other side, I, for some reason, see Asuka has been champion for long, too. Yes. She's been she's champion. Been, she's been with the championship since for Since Money long. in the Bank. Yeah, since Money in the Bank. So, only on that note, I do believe uh, the championship needs to change hands. We need to refresh it. And that's why I think Rhea Ripley is going over this. Yep, me too. I think Rhea is going over. And how better way to have a new star come in and grow into your program by having her beat the toughest bitch in the land? So, uh, Rhea Ripley go her over. Lo que me da miedo, what I, terrifies me is that once Rhea Ripley come, uh, once uh, Rhea Ripley becomes champion, enter Charlotte and have a burial match again. And it's and, and let me clear that up because it sounds like oh here's another Charlotte hater. I don't fucking hate Charlotte. I think that everything that Charlotte has been given to her, she has earned it. Because let's be fucking real and let's be fucking sincere at this moment. Charlotte, to me, is pound for pound, pound for pound, the best female wrestler in WWE. She is. She is the best talent the women's division has right now. And I would not only add Charlotte to that mix. There is another one that might actually return that people may not actually think about. And that is the man, Becky Lynch. Hmm. She might have uh, returned for WrestleMania, but that will be actually in a too short period, and yeah. they will not give her time for a build-up. No, no, no. I, I, so, save that for uh, for SummerSlam. Save that for SummerSlam. Exa- exactly. So that's uh, that actually only makes sense. So it makes sense that she will return after Mania. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, she wouldn't return in time for a WrestleMania build-up. Nah, nah, nah. Not at this point. We less than a week in. It's less than a week. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Rhea Ripley over. We pretty much are in agreement with almost all of these. I think the only one we disagreed was with the Cesaro and, and Seth Rollins thing. Yes. And yes. That's the only disagreement. But we've been, pretty much been agreeing everything. Uh, okay. Uh, let's go with this one. Uh, it's th- th- This one is bittersweet to me uh, because... It, Let's just say the Fiend versus Randy Orton. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Oh man! Yeah, yeah, Yo, yeah. Listen, yeah. It's it is an uncomfortable moment yeah. right now. Uh, talking about this match, yeah. and it is not. It is not because of any of the parts involved. Yeah, we have we have seen this too many times already. Yeah. We have seen this too many times already, but for some reason, for some reason, I believe Randy Orton is really high on the fiend because yes. at the end of the day, Randy Orton has creative control of whatever story he is it, in. 
Look, Randy, as I said before, in the kiss of Tommaso and, and Johnny Gargano, they're they're putting the Randy Orton role on NXT. Randy Orton, I won't call him the gatekeeper because the gatekeeper is like the term that you use for people that takes L's on the regular. Oh, and, no, not at all. And Randy is not taking L's on the regular. It's just that he's there to be an important guy, but to elevate people. Yeah, making you look like a million bucks. Exactly. So, Randy, if you saw the interview, he, the, the Broken Skull Sessions with uh, Stone Cold, which is long as fuck, by the way, uh, you would see that he is indeed a changed man. He has changed a lot. Well, I mean, fuck, you're 41 years old. You go through life. You live through life, and you you know, you know have kids. You get married. You start to wise up a little bit, you know? You start, uh, you know, this thing called, you know, wising up, getting older, getting wiser. And he's finally fucking, you know, in a very good place in his life. He's married with a good woman. And he has a bunch of kids now. Uh, he sees now that everything that, he, for example, the, I don't know if you saw the, the Broken Skull Sessions. He had a story. Uh, you remember that feud he had with The Undertaker in WrestleMania? Yes, I remember that okay. feud. Uh, he said that, you know, the night before he had to induct his father into the Hall of Fame. His father and his grandfather, I think. Uh, yes. And, and he did. And he said that that night he went to, a, after he did the, the Hall of Fame induction ceremony, uh, he went to an all-nighter. You know, binge, go crazy. He was a young kid. He was like, what, in his 20s? Mid-20s, late-20s? So late twenties. Yeah, so he did an all nighter. Got drunk like a motherfucker. Next day he wakes up. He misses the rehearsal with the Undertaker. Oh shit! And he says that when he gets to the, uh, when he got to the building, he said that the Undertaker was just about to leave, and the Undertaker just gave him this look, and he says, "I will never forget that look for the rest of my life," like a, a look of shame. And he said the Undertaker didn't say a word. He did not say a word. He just gave him this look, like a look, look of shame. And he says that he, that is something that has haunted him for the rest of his life. That, that, that He said that he has never forgiven himself for that sign of disrespect that he showed the Undertaker. And you got to take under consideration something. Undertaker's authority in the locker room. Because when somebody like... Shawn Michaels, after the Montreal Screwjob happened, the only thing he was worried about, the only thing he was thinking about was, what is Taker's opinion on this? What is his position on this? When somebody like Shawn Michaels, somebody that had absolute power in the locker room back then, was thinking, oh my God, Taker is going to kill me. Yeah. You got to know the amount of authority The Undertaker has, has had for the best of the, the time of his career. And for somebody like Randy Orton to feel like that, also after, you know, The Undertaker gave him that look, which is actually something that I will actually feel worse. Yes, he said that that was worse than, than him taking a verbal lashing from The Taker. He said yes, that, that was worse. I, I, I would have preferred him say something. I don't know. Kick my ass. Yeah, that's what, exactly but, what he says. I'd rather him kick my ass than, than giving me that look. 
it is hard. And Randy Orton is a guy that has gone through a lot of stages in his career since he started. Because when he started, everybody was talking about the potential this kid had. Yes. The potential he had. And he, that got over him. He, he was really over his head. And he was just like, I don't give a shit about anything. I have the potential I need. Until Evolution came in, he started to change things a bit. Yeah. Not, not, not completely, a bit. Because when Triple H told him, hey, you either take this shit seriously or I'm done. No. And uh, he... I, I mean, I know we're going a little bit off track because we're trying to give a prediction here, but still, it's a testament to the change that Randy, Randy has had over the years. And I mean, of course you have to. I would be very ashamed to a human being that does not change in 10 years. I'd be very ashamed of that person because it would like you're gonna you're gonna be the same idiot motherfucker that you were ten years ago. Like fucking change, motherfucker, grow up. And he changes. has. And he has. Changes are the only consistent thing in life. Yes. Besides death. Yes. So, uh, sh- long, long story short, Finn goes over. <laughs> yeah, Finn goes over. <laughs> Finn goes over. It's just the. Uh, the thing that has us, I, I would imagine that this is your opinion on the matter as well, is just that the thing that has us like, eh, is, is the booking of it so far. One, we've seen this before a bunch of times. Second of all, uh, I mean, this has been, like, you criticize WWE for not having too much long-term booking. This goddamn feud, it is Fucking long. Long. It seems WWE can do things midterm. They just either go too short or too long. Yes, and this one, they beat this dead horse. I mean, they've been beating this dead horse until the fucking bones. So there's no flesh anymore left in this goddamn horse. It's, It's in the bones right now. Like, put it to bed and move on. The Fiend needs this way more than Randy does. So, yeah, give it to The Fiend. I just hope it's a cinematic match to uh, like to counter the one that they did last year with Cena. Because that was fucking gold. <laughs> the last one they did last year with Cena, that was fucking gold. And I, need, yeah, indeed. I need something like that for this one in order to have, like, for example, and we already, I think we've said this before. If John Cena never returns to the ring again, it's okay by me because that was the perfect ending. The perfect ending. That was the perfect bookend to his career. That is the perfect match to leave. Because that's it. You can't do better than that. No, d- definitely you can't. You can't do better than that. That's the perfect ending to end the career. Like putting someone over and putting them over in the most ridiculous, <laughs> over-the-top manner known to man. So I want something similar, not the exact, not don't give me like a copy paste version of, of that match. Just give me something similar, you know? I don't think that actually is going to happen either because, you know, John Cena's match at WrestleMania last year had to be like that because they couldn't have him get very physical. Yeah. Because the guys just kick off his acting career on a high note. 
because he was acting before, but you know, not not as no. Now he's mega. Not at the level he is right now. Now he's one dinner international movie star. Correcto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I hope hope somebody in the future will get that reference. <laughs> Hopefully, someone so, in the future will get that reference. Wink, wink. <laughs> so you know, in this in this case, you know, Randy and the Fiend, they can get physical as fuck. So, the thing, the, the things actually can be way different than the last match, cinematic match, uh, the Fiend had at Mania. Yeah. Uh, well, Bray Wyatt because it was Bray actually versus uh-huh. versus Cena. It was not the Fiend. Uh, Although but, the yeah. the Fiend did show up here and there. Yeah, yeah, here and there, but you know, the match, the match quote was Bray versus Cena. Last year actually had two two real good damn closings. That one was that and the other was for the Undertaker. Yeah. I do not see a better closure for the ta- for Taker. Yeah. That match he and, had at WrestleMania last and that year. was a and I agreed hundred percent that he had to win the match because he already lost the streak and the streak was the biggest thing that he had in his career. So he already yeah. gave that back, so it was only fair for him to w- leave winning. And the loss actually didn't do shit to AJ. Exactly. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, after that, what he's been, what? Uh, uh, he hasn't won a title since, right? I, yeah, yeah Intercontinental title. Yes, day, yes he's, he's won the Intercontinental title. Oh, yes, yes. Yes. But at the end of the day, Having a match with Undertaker at WrestleMania was a really catapult match. You didn't have to. You didn't have to win it. No matter no. if you were just going over or not. You just get the rub. Just, just, just go to the match, and you will already be praised as fuck. Yes. Uh. Well. Uh, uh, moving on. Yeah. Moving on from very high praise matches to what in the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, the Intercontinental Championship match, Big E versus Apollo Cruz in the what the fuck? What what is the the stipulation in this fucking match? What wait, there's a stipulation yes, for this they match? Yes, added a fucking stipulation like uh, like the uh, like a drum uh, like a Kenyan drum beat match. I don't know what the fuck. But uh, I don't see that anywhere. Yes, they added that stipulation on Friday. Oh, shit. When I like, heard that, I was like, who in the fuck has been passing that, that Matt Riddle a bong in the fucking writer's room? <laughs> Matt, you, you have to hide your weed, bro. Damn, they've been hitting it away. They've been hitting that bong hard in that writing room. <laughs> um, He's like, bro, where's my fucking bong? <laughs> I mean, I wish I could say who fucking cares but there's something I got to say although I don't know who is going to win this match I do care for the following reason these two are two rising stars at yes, the moment yes, Apollo Crews yes. was doing nothing Biggie started as a singles competitor he didn't do much at the beginning but then after a brief talk with Heyman, 
Paul Heyman at Talking Smack, just like Apollo 2 at the same time. Paul, you can you can thank Paul Heyman for these two's push. Um, things have changed a lot, and I don't have a winner on this one, to be honest. I do expect a great match. That's all I can okay. say. I, for the, for for the sake of whatever the fuck, I'm gonna go biggie, but I'm not either here or there on either side. Because this match suffers from what, uh, how do I say this? Shit-ass fucking booking. Uh, this is the fucking disease that it ru- that's ruining main roster WWE. They give these guys, who by the way, some of the best wrestlers on the goddamn fucking planet, bar none. Within any company, you take them anywhere and they will be monsters. Any other company where they're at, they'd be anywhere, any of these guys. So this is not a knockoff on any of them whatsoever. It's the fucking booking. What in the fuck is going on with this shitty ass booking? I mean, this has been a disease for years. This is not something recent. This is not something that is new. This is something that has been gone going on for like what 15 18 years now i mean this is the shit that cm punk sit down on the fucking and did his pipe bomb promo and that's been 10 years ago and shit has not changed a bit a bit no it hasn't now i am reading i am actually at the official website for wrestlemania and wwe Nothing about a stipulation is being mentioned okay. here. So I, I may not, a, not a, maybe maybe they had cold feet with it. So maybe they decided, you know, this is a shitty idea. Maybe we shouldn't do this. So if that's the case, then good. <sighs> anyway, uh, yeah, I, I stick with my decision. Biggie going over. Uh, we have your U.S. title match, uh, Sheamus versus Riddle, the champ. I'm going to go first on this one. And I don't know if you heard uh, about the situation that happened uh, on Monday. You know, that Riddle walked off the uh, in the middle of a promo. You heard that? I heard that, and I also heard, uh, well, I saw WWE making fun of it. Uh-huh. With Sheamus when, doing the same when thing. When Sheamus appeared and he... Quote, forgot his line. Uh huh. Yeah, Seamus did the exact same thing, but it was more like a, a, a ha ha ha. I was making fun of this. You know that uh, some dirt sheets are reporting that Vince did that on purpose to Riddle. On purpose. He told <laughs> Riddle that, no, we're taping this. This is not going to go live. This is taping. This is taped. And Riddle did his fuck up, he did his botch. And they just told him, and he was like, okay, so we're going to do it again. And I know that's that's what went to the show. So they purposely <laughs> fucked him up. Oh, shit. So Seamus is winning this one? Exactly. That's why, that's why I mentioned it. Seamus is going We over. are in the same wavelength. <laughs> we are in the same wavelength. <laughs> exactly. So basically, Riddle is there to amuse. He is... The white our uh, truth now. He is yes. white. He is white our truth. He is there to amuse Vince. 
So Vince gave him that belt. Was like, oh, no, he's, he's he's funny. He's a funny guy. He's have a, fun. Hey, he's a funny guy. Uh, have fun there. Okay, so have fun. And uh, uh, Sheamus, you're gonna get the U.S. title. Uh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh, the last match that we have here, not necessarily the last match of the night, but I would think that this was would be the the one that that starts night two. A very original match, a match that you have never seen before. <laughs> Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Who's seen this match? This is fucking original. Never in my life. Never in my life have I seen these guys fight 18,000 times in the Indies and like a thousand times in WWE. I haven't seen it. Have you? No. Wow, what no, an original concept. <laughs> Now, <laughs> now, joking aside, this is a match that you could see a million times and still not get sufficiently bored of it. Having the having two uh, competitors of the caliber of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn that have so good chemistry together, having a match, uh, I don't see this as a bad decision. I see this as a great WrestleMania match. Yeah, I mean, it's... actually, something that had hap- that needed to happen way before at WrestleMania and didn't happen. Look, jokes aside, these two are magic together. Jokes aside, they're, they're magic together. They're good together. They good. They do good wrestling together. I really enjoy it. Uh, the unfortunate thing is that uh, you know, you've seen this shit a thousand times. <laughs> so that's the problem. I'm sorry. Uh, and in in case of who goes over. Hell, let me be anticlimactic. Sammy goes over. I actually was thinking the exact same thing. Holy fuck. <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, nah, uh, nah. Sammy, Sammy might win this one. Yeah, because he got Logan Paul there. Yeah, whatever the fuck his name is. It is yeah, Logan that's, Paul? It's, it's, it is Logan Paul. Oh, okay. It's a shame that I know this fucker's name. <laughs> it's a fucking shame. Ah, this is this is a detriment to my mental health that I know this fucker's name. No offense, dude. I mean, you got you do you. You're doing your money. You got more money than all of us to combine. No hating on that department. You got you went and did your shit and you got it. Good on you. Good on you getting your money. It's just that, you know, that way, you know, making YouTube videos, although he can kick the shit out of anybody for realsies. Yes, he, can beat he the... is a boxer yeah. for some reason. Yeah, he can really for legitimately beat the shit out of people. Legitimately. And, and besides, WrestleMania actually does this every time. You know, we, we, we get a lot of celebrity stuff and it's not there's nothing new. It has been done from the very first WrestleMania to the last one. So, eh, whatever. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. So, uh, yeah, I'm saying Sammy goes over. So, I think we're done in terms of predictions. Before I go, I do want to say one thing and talk about one little thing. The surprise that still is blowing Mark's brains all over the world. How the fuck is Chris Jericho going to the Broken Skull Sessions after Mania? How the fuck did that happen? This is something that actually none of us... Absolutely none of us was expecting. 
because Vince is so hermetic with his product and sharing with other promotions. This is this is really weird. Is is Vince okay? Yeah, okay. he must be going see now. Because oh, I don't know, man. He he has to go to the doctor. I don't feel. I don't. I don't think he's doing good. Although, but, you you heard what Triple H said about the matter? No, I didn't. I did you know, see all the highlights where he basically said, "We're open for business." No, no. He he basically said, uh, he, "I don't know why it's so surprising to people." I mean. We've been saying this for a while that we're open for business, and this is a sign that we are open for business. We don't have any restrictions whatsoever. We will work with anybody. So I don't know why people put this imaginary stuff in their heads because it's all fabrications in their mind that we have a problem with working with people. We don't. We are open to work with anybody and anybody. If you say you want to work with us, we are open the door, and there's no problem. That's what Triple H said. Um, sorry, Trips. I'm going to wait, disagree wait, on that one. Wait, wait, you wait, 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 have I'm, no problem wait, wait with working with R. Uh, wait a minute. I'm catching a cold right now. Bullshit! <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Here, here it comes again. Bullshit! Uh, Bullshit! Anyway. <laughs> sorry, Trips. I have to disagree with you. Yeah. Man, you, you do. You are open to work uh, with other talent from other promotions, but you're not Vince. Yeah, that's that's you, and that might be Steph too. I don't think Steph have a problem with that either. But you both are not Vince. No, uh, I, although although you know this actually is softening things a bit. Yeah, you know Vince is no, but... seems to be making some changes on his uh, point of view, of his standpoint regarding working with other talents from other promotions. At the end of the day. Being from another promotion or not, Chris Jericho is a WWE legend. Yes. He That's where he made his bones. Fully, exactly. He was fully developed at WWE because WCW basically did shit for him. No, they treated him like a cruiserweight, basically. Uh, exactly. So that actually makes a bit of sense, but... I was just as surprised as Stone Cold Steve Austin was because it was his pitch. He pitched it to to Vince. He was he said, "Look, it would be a great idea to have Chris Jericho on the on the program on the show." And Vince said, "Yeah, I think that's a great idea." And Austin was like, "So, uh, are you good with this?" So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring him in. No, no. Look, and in, in, and this is weird because we 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 are the ones that shit on Vince on the regular. But I'm gonna play devil's advocate here and gonna defend Vince a little bit. Uh, where certain people, yes, he has an issue, but Jericho, I think he's always had a good relationship with Jericho, regardless of where Jericho's in. You know, he independent because I think that in his mind and Vince and I'm. I'm trying here to analyze Vince. In Vince's mind, Jericho is not just a wrestler for him. He's a friend. He's somebody that he talks to on the regular. He texts with him on the regular. As said by uh, Jericho himself, he does talk yeah. with Vince on the regular. So they do have a relationship and they're friends. So I see that Vince is like he can take the businessman side sometimes away from this, the issue and go on to the friendship side. Plus... How the hell does this not benefit WWE? They look like a million bucks. 
asking this guy to come back and do a, 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 a long-ass interview session with Stone Cold. And you can bet your ass they're going to be mentioning AEW. Of course. And this is also going to catapult AEW as yes. well. This is a win-win for everybody. This is a win-win for everybody. And you know who wins the most out of this? Us, the rest, uh, the wrestling fans. So yes. For once, I would like to thank you, Vince McMahon, for doing what really is best for business and putting us, the fans, in first place in this specific occasion. I mean, we do not shit on Vince because we we think it's funny or anything or because we hate him. We don't. No. We have to thank the motherfucker for everything he has done for the business in the last, what, 40 years? Yes, wrestling would not be what it is now without him. And we just, you know, we just shit on every egg he lays. Yes, we call bullshit where it needs to be called. If if you see bullshit, if it looks like bullshit, smells like bullshit, it's bullshit. So what do you do when you see bullshit? You call it out. Porque tú no quieres que otro pise mierda. <laughs> of course. So, yes, this is a very different side of Vince and a good one. Yes. And we wrestling fans in general, we do hope this keeps going and growing. Yes, please. Pretty please with sugar on top. I would dare say that the only possibility I see uh, some sort of working relationship with WWE would be on the NXT's areas, and not necessarily even on the US NXT. <laughs> I would be like more like in UK or India, <laughs> because it's just like, oh yeah, we'll work with you, but just not here. <laughs> you can go to fucking India, or you can go to fucking UK and work with those of us son of a bitches. I don't know none of the motherfuckers. You can go work with them. But here, you ain't working with our motherfuckers. Hell the fuck no. <laughs> although, although, although that actually would be sort of stupid. Uh, but I don't see... <laughs> I, I don't see why things cannot work between NXT USA and AEW. At the end of the day, they're going in different, in different nights anyway. So No, I mean, right now... In the middle of this pandemic where every business is hurting in one way or another, except WWE, because they made all the fucking money in the world last year, according to uh, their reports, their quarterly reports, they made all the fucking money in the world. But most businesses were hurt. I mean, NWA just came back for after almost a year out of the air. Don't tell me that didn't hurt their business. Don't fucking tell me. I mean, most of their wrestlers had to wrestle elsewhere. I mean, Thunder Rosa was basically had the match of her career in AEW. And she's an yeah. NWA woman. And she's an NWA wrestler. So, you know, this has affected everybody's bottom line. So, right now, the wrestling business, the smartest decision that wrestling business in general has to do is unite in order to keep the product going forward. Thank God, AEW uh, has their spot in TNT. Which it was not easy to get because, you know, that little bad taste in their mouth from 20 plus years ago called WCW didn't exactly do did them favors, you know. 
So the fact that they're doing good numbers, I mean, yeah, they're not doing like what they did back 20 years ago, like over a million viewers. But who's the fuck expecting that shit now? I mean, WWE doesn't pull a, a, a they barely pull a million. Barely. Barely. On NXT, on NXT, they don't, but, well, Raw pulls up, like, what, one and a half to 1.8? Yes. And SmackDown goes normally with 2.1, 2.2, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, of course, SmackDown is, of the two, the show that actually makes the more sense. It's better booked. It's better booked. Exa- exactly. And Vince actually knows it. Because Vince focus more, focuses more on SmackDown. Now, I do believe he has to put his sights on USA too. Because rumor has it that also USA is trying to push because they're not happy with the ratings of Monday Night Raw. Yeah. And why would they? <laughs> of course. Why would they? That's shit. Compared to what they had before. They had, what, 4, 4 million, 3.6? In the late 90s, they were monsters. Monsters. In the late 90s, they would get even to 8 million. Yes. And that's what they want. But unfortunately, with the woke movement and everything, I don't think WWE can afford going back to that. This is going, that, this is going as far as actually having... The wrestling fans division divided just as LGBT. The wrestling fans are a modern LGBT. Some actually look like this. Some actually like that. Some actually not like nothing was going on right now. It, it, this is crazy. Yeah, no, you can't you can't go into a wrestling opinion based and have two guys agree on something because you got nope. the younger marks. That believe things are should be a certain way, and then you got us old fucks that have seen it all, heard it all, been it all. Fuck, I'll I'll me cae la cédula ahora mismo. I was in a Jack Veneno live show <laughs> when I was a fucking kid. So I se me cayó la cédula. <laughs> yes, I am over forty. <laughs> you know how fucking old you have to be to be in a live show that Jack Veneno wrestled. That is old as fuck. <laughs> Yeah, because that was before Pedro A. Rivera died, and he died yes. long, 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 long ago. Yes, that was Pedro A. Rivera died in '93 or '94, right? I'm, yes, I'm talking about going live events in '86, '87, '88, '89. And you know, going on a note, uh, <laughs> talking about Jack Veneno. Yeah, uh, he's back home. Uh, they, they they send him home. Uh, he requested it. Uh, Reportedly uh, by his son, uh, he requested to go back home. He, he just uh, he just wants to end his days home. Yes, yeah. Actually, he said it last year. He said that COVID was going to take over a lot of stuff, and he's going to be going out with it. Of course, he's not going to die of COVID. That's not the nah, problem he's going through nah. right now. He's going through a lot worse. You know he's that, going to a cancer. Yeah, yeah. You know that Hugo Savinovich talked about him uh, uh, this week in in his show, and he was very bummed out when he found out about Jack Veneno. That really bummed he him did. out. He did because they they're really good friends. Yeah. Uh, Hugo Savinovich actually came here and he wrestled for he wrestled for a long time. Yeah, here. yeah. He he wrestled back in the uh, mid or early eighties, mid eighties. 
Yes. Before he got big and, and, and because he did get to wrestle in WWE because Wendy Richter was his wife. Yeah, and not only that, he was one of the, or maybe the uh, independent booker that had the privilege of having WWE superstars yeah. to use on independent bookings, independent shows. He took figures like Kane yeah. to shows yeah. to fight alongside as a tag team. Yeah. And so, yeah, that bummed him out. He said that, he, that, that really hurt him. They said that he knows that because you know that Ugo is a believer. He believes in God and all that, but he knows that Jack Veneno's time is up. He was like, look, I, I could pray and maybe God will do something, but I know that this is this is pretty much the end. Yeah, so unfortunately, there's there's nothing to, to do about it. Yeah. And this is a really sad moment for, yeah, for, for us Dominican for marks. All, for all us Dominican old school wrestling fans. Because I, to be honest, I wasn't there. But I have oh, I lived watched it. a couple of his matches. Oh, I lived and it. I know. I lived it. I'm old as well. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless... The biggest wrestling figure the Dominican Republic yeah. had to offer. Like, uh, he's the Dominican Santo, basically. Ex that's ex it. Ex exactly. There were just, for, for, uh, for what I understand, there were just three uh, wrestlers here that actually were that over. It was Jack Veneno, Rolampaco Hernandez as a heel. Yes, the greatest heel of all time in here. And Bronco Uno, who actually got to wrestle outside of the Dominican Republic. Yeah, the, the, that was the problem with Jack Veneno. I, I don't mean to shit on him because, you know, he's on his last days. But that's one thing I will criticize about his booking, that he only put himself over. He did not prioritize other guys. You know, he didn't think about the future of the business. Uh, that, you know, one day he might not be there. And put that's why the there is no practically there is no wrestling in DR anymore, because of that reason. Because if he would have been progressive, and started thinking about the future, he would have put the strap or the or put the push on the rocket strap, the proverbial rocket strap, on someone else. For example, Bronco number one, he became the biggest monster heel in Puerto Rico. He became the biggest heel in the history of Puerto Rico. Like to he, the point that fans were trying to jump over him. Yes. And he lost his mask because he used to be a, uh, Los Hermanos Bronco. There were three of them here. I remember because I lived through it. As I said, <laughs> fucking old. Uh, but, and when I saw the motherfucker without a mask, I was like, please, you should have stayed with the mask on. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to be rude. <laughs> but motherfucker, you should have stayed with the mask on. The gas you look terrible. The mask was not a gimmick. <laughs> it was a godsend. <laughs> it was a godsend. It was a, it was mercy from God for for our eyes. But hey, what it is what it is. He unmasked himself and whatnot and became a big fucking heel. The, I would say the other guy that got over and he squashed it really quick was a guy called El Roquero Johnny Gomez. The guy. Like, I know the name sounds ridiculous as shit, but it was the 80s. So, <laughs> you know, give it a yeah, pass. Yeah, the 80s, not a lot of things actually made sense yes. regarding yeah, games like, like a couple think, of gimmicks. Think about that name in Dominican Republic mid-80s. El Roquero Johnny Gomez. 
And, uh, rock, rock was not even a thing here, dude. And his interest music was techno. <laughs> what? What? His interest oh, music was God. techno. I was like, who in the fuck thought that techno music and rock music was the same as shit? And by the way, he dressed exactly like George Cassidy. <laughs> Well, as you were as, as you were describing things, I was actually picturing him dressed as Marty Janetti. But he, okay, he dressed exactly like you know, a, 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 a jean jackets, a ripped jeans. Then he did get like kind of a like a uh, 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 Ricky Morton style, you know, the Rock and Roll Express style, you know, tights, yeah. but but with, with ripped bandanas all over the place. Then he uh, wrestled, but he did first started wrestling with jeans, like ripped jeans and shit. He he kind of looked like a beta version of, of Orange Cassidy. <laughs> God damn it! And, and with the most Dominican '80s mustache. <laughs> you so Kelly, he, he went down you Kelly, like Josie Esteban. <laughs> you maldito Kelly. God, I wish there was a picture of him I can see right now. <laughs> I'm going uh, off memory. Okay. I'm going off memory here. Oh, God. Again, old as fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, let's end it there. I mean, it's better to leave it off with a, 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 because we were shitting on over with the sad ending, talking about Jack Banana, but... Let's even with the Dominican version of Orange Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end it there with the Orange, uh, the Dominican, the the bootleg Dominican '80s version of Orange Cassidy. <laughs> oh my goodness! Straight out of your bodega. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Forty miles, un brazo de poder en cada cucharada. Do look like a straight I'm, up like uh, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and he looks like you know this guy. I don't remember his name. George from the jungle. Uh huh. Something, something like that. But if he would wrestle. If George of the Jungle was a wrestler, he would look like this guy. Okay, you're looking at videos, or are you looking I'm, I'm, at? I'm looking at videos, but it, but here actually he shaved his stash. He does, yeah, he yeah, yeah. Have... No, because he's he's a young. It, it, I'm seeing a photo of him, like what he looks now. He shaved his face, his hair, and everything, so it doesn't look like that anymore. I'm trying to look like old school uh, shit. Uh, from him, because he was like uh, your token Dominican from the eighties, you know, like con Kelly cosa. But damn it, I don't see any pictures of him. I'm looking at a video of nineteen ninety four. I see one now. I see one now. Uh, he's he got the Ricky Morton gimmick on him. He got the Ricky Morton gimmick on him. He got the uh, Kelly flowing. <laughs> Can, can you send that to me? I'll send it to the group later. Uh, the Kelly, by the way, it's a Dominican term. You, if you remember the the original Coming to America, the first one, you remember Eric Lasalle's character, you know, Soul Glow. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> That's pretty much it. 
the Soglo, that uh, that will be the reference for you uh, uh, gringos out there listening. If you're Dominican, then uh, okay, you already got the the, the reference with the Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this has been the Smirk Nerd Podcast. Uh, I hope we didn't bore you to death. Or at least you laughed with us somewhat. Uh, we try to be as sarcastic and evil as fuck as possible <laughs> for your for your devilish pleasure. <laughs> All for your entertainment. Yes, because why do things PC when you can go evil as fuck? <laughs> okay. Yeah, indeed. And before we go, yeah, this is something that has nothing to do with wrestling. But this is something I actually want to say anyway. Fuck cancel culture. Oh, no, they can go fuck them. I think they're going to fuck themselves eventually. Okay, I already yeah. sent I sent the image to the group. The uh, Johnny Gomez versus Richard Murdoch, it says here. And that's him in his wrestling gear. That It's not the Orange Cassidy gear that he used before. I think this is after the Orange Cassidy days. So he's like going on through his Ricky Morton uh, phase in that one. This was in 1994. Okay. In IWA Japan. So yeah, you can tell that mileage has already been on him because you can see he has a little bit of a gut. Yeah. Little bit of a gut. And I want to talk. I'm over 300 pounds. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk. Anyway, this has been the Smart Nerd Podcast, and we've this has been the longest finale ever. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Subscribe on the channel, Husky Bible Podcast channel on YouTube. Subscribe there. Every time we'll get one of these, I don't know how many of these we'll be doing. I guess once a month, maybe, because we all work, have lives and shit. <laughs> yeah, we're slaves. Yeah, we're slaves to the system. The system has us enslaved. So uh, wherever uh, you can get the chance, you can listen to us and watch the videos there. Uh, although this is not an actual video recording, you'll get the audio, but you know the rest. You know the deal. So again, once again, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Subscribe. Hit the likes and all that other jazz. Uh, Harold, you want to say something to the people before we go? Well, it's been, it's been too long since the last time we've been here, and... As always, it's for me really, really good. I'm having a, a really good time. Thank you guys for those, to those who listen to us on whatever time you have, and have a great one. Take care, peoples. Bye.